Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I believe there's something very valuable for us today. Um, Admittedly, I'm going to have to push through, man. My body is just a mess. And uh, I'm trying to push through (laughs) and not allow it to be a distraction because I know I'm supposed to be out here. I'm in the barn this morning. It's late morning, hot day, record heat, summer continues. <sighs> the heat continues to be up in my spiritual life. It's, it's quite synonymous. I'm not even 48 hours in yet, y'all, to for sure being in, in the kingdom. Not even 48 hours ago, I was immersed, born of the water. And I've just not done much since then, other than just pray and listen and receive every last drop that's within it, every last drop of living water within this season of my life. I've been born again. I've been born of the Spirit. And I've been born of the water. Me. Last night, yesterday evening, we went into town, Noah and I, to visit some friends very briefly. And on the way home and just my the way I've been feeling physically, I've just been tired. Just don't want to eat. And when I do, I just feel worse. Even now, man, I'm like I'm rubbing my stomach like a pregnant woman. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I just, man, tonight, like, what do you want from me? What what would you want from Kristen and I, our time together? Because I just, I just feeling, I'm just feeling yucky. (laughs) I don't feel like studying or praying or, you know, I just, in, in just honestly, I just, I just feel yuck in my flesh. And then I just began to remember as I drove a few hundred yards and then became a mile and two miles, the short trip back to our house of like, Yesterday, I was born of the water. Me! I did it! I was immersed yesterday. (laughs) I went into the kingdom yesterday. And my entire, not my physical body, but like the real me, that spirit that I committed... (laughs) Oh, the spirit I committed into the hands of the eternal Yahweh overrode my feeling in my belly. And I'm praying that that happens today. Even in this, as I record this, this will likely be multiple parts. I just want to share... And even that, man, last night, and this is very personal, so I'm not going to give details, but last night, 
When my wife got home, my, our son was already in bed. It was quiet and dark, of course. I just wanted to be outside. I knew she was coming home, and so I just wanted to be outside waiting for her when she got home. So I'm just sitting there in the carport, and she comes up just smiling. Just her beautiful countenance, just free. She just smiled at me. She said, how are you doing? And I was just literally, honestly, I was just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> she said, well, what's going on? I'm like, I just, I'm just tired. <sighs> and she, of course, just sat down and she began to share a freedom how she's just walking in freedom, beautiful freedom that has nothing to do with anything she's done other than yield to the Messiah that brings us freedom. Early in, a day and a half in to leaning into her beloved, leaning upon him, overriding every circumstance of her life. She's like, honey, I'm in him. I am his and he's mine. And so we just started talking. I just listened to her share. And as she listened to her share, as has happened more times than I could ever count in my life, especially over the last several years, is the, the, the spirit stirring awakens me. It awakens me. And how I feel, my emotions, my physical body, they all just go to their proper place. And we talked, and we prayed, and we talked, and we prayed, and we talked, and we raised our voices, and we praised the eternal God. And we talked, and we praised Him some more. Remembering the awesome work of his hands, not just through the scriptures, not just through a lot of what we were talking about, the revelation that's come and is still coming on all these matters of our life. But everything personal, tangible, completely evident and ongoing in the here and now. The Lord speaking things to me that I never, ever, 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 ever envisioned myself being able to give myself to. In complete faith, that's not my own. It's not mine anymore. It's the greatest expression of the gift of faith being demonstrated in my life that I've ever known. And what I want to share in this segment, in this portion of what the Lord's saying, is just this unveiling, the revealing of the greatest 
demonstration of what I have been immersed into. I've shared a lot about the personal revelation, the personal encounter. And that's how it has to begin. It has to originate in the heart of a man. From an outside source, sourced in the eternal God Himself, to a man, to an individual. That's how it, how it has come throughout the ages. Moses, Abraham, David, Yeshua the Messiah, prophets. The word of the Lord comes through a, an encounter with an individual. Yes, God met with the people. Yes, God spoke to his people. Yes, he does. Still yet the same. Yes and amen. But it has to come through a vessel. It has to come through a man. And look at look at religion, friends. <laughs> look at our condition. That's why everything's such a mess is because we've taken that truth, we've taken that biblical truth, and we've perverted it, and we've said, you can't know God unless you know God through me. We've tried to place and stamp ownership on that truth and use it for our own advantage and purposes. Men lording over men. We've taken the most beautiful thing and expression of God himself because he says, I will come to you through flesh and blood. Although flesh and blood has not revealed these things to you, the revelation comes through something that is an outside source. So if we can ever become spirit-led men, no longer looking at one another according to the flesh, in a unified, one-accord spirit, then the revelation becomes corporate. The experiential reality of the one body, one man reality. Those who are receiving the oracles of God because you are no longer living, you are dead. In Christ you live so it's simply the unification of the word of the Lord coming to and through himself to the other expressions of himself, his body. I don't own it. I don't, I'm not the sole possessor of it. It is not mine. What you hear the Lord say, it's not yours. It's not just for you. It's for himself, and it is himself, and it is sourced in himself. Can you understand that in your own understanding, friend? No, you cannot. And that leads me to where I want to go today. It is a spiritual reality. If you lean on your own understanding, you will pervert it, you will hold it, you will lock your feet down in it, you will place your feet into wet concrete of doctrine and belief, and I have heard the word of the Lord for me, 
and it will harden you. You will become locked to it. Now here's the here's the here's the trouble. We must know what we believe. We have got to have a concrete place of belief, doctrinal belief. We must know. Well, brother, what do you believe about? Let's just be generic. What do you believe about the body? Oh, I have answers. What do you believe about salvation, regeneration, rebirth? Oh, I have answers. What do you believe about baptism, immersion? I have answers. But here's the thing that has come to me and I cannot look around it. It's like, it's right, it's not in front of me, it's within me. And I couldn't look around it anymore. Is when I was faced with something that opposed my concrete position on immersion, baptism, and what it was doing corporately, I had a decision to make. What is the source? What is the source? Is it a book? Is it a ministry? Is it an opinion? Is it the Spirit? Now just because it comes from a person does not, of course, that would contradict what I'm saying. That doesn't negate the fact that it's the Spirit. Because I'm saying they can be synonymous. When weighed, when prayed through, when put beside every scripture the Spirit would illuminate and highlight to agree, what the witness and unction of the Spirit is on a matter, but what ha- must have absolute precedence is a mature man can do both. A mature spiritual man can do both. Right now, I would say the majority of the body of Christ is either or. You are either a loner, where you receive the oracle of God yourself, and you act upon it. I don't need you. I don't need anybody else. I don't need anyone. Most people would never say that. But I believe that that is in the heart of many, many, many men. That was in myself for many years. Or, I don't know, who am I? How can I receive the oracles of God? Do you know me? I can't know the oracles of God. I'm a mere man. I'm laity. I'm no one. Yeah, I know God, I guess. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I do what I'm supposed to do. But like all of that heavy stuff, just tell me. It's Moses and the people of God. Just tell me. And you see, there's a truth within that. There's a truth within the dependence and hearing the oracle of God. But you know what? God sent himself to change the page. To reveal himself To all men, to all flesh. Now that doesn't negate prophecy. It doesn't negate the oracle of the Lord coming through men. And see, that's the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? We always 
go to the extreme. Mankind goes, picks an extreme that he favors and prefers, and we put the gas down and we go wholeheartedly towards what we agree with. This makes sense all the way. I don't need anyone. I'm fine. Or, I'm no one. I can't do anything. I can't know God. You, pastor so-and-so, preacher so-and-so, author so-and-so, you go to God, you come down, you tell me. I don't have time. I don't have the interest. I don't have the ability to hear the Lord. Go for me. And I'm telling y'all, that those two categories summarize the church. And I would say always has. It's nothing new. Nothing has changed. And so I want you to take that premise that I'm presenting. And man, if any person at all on the whole earth listens to this, please listen to what I'm saying. Could it be possible that you yourself can receive a revelation from God himself through another man? Something you've not known, something you've disagreed with, something you've looked at and never understood rightly or have understood, you think, to perfection, to its completion. Is whatever it is that you're locked into unmovable, unshakable, could it be that that one thing that in your best interest, in your best attempts is keeping you and giving you confidence and security? Have you searched your entire self to make sure that maybe, maybe, maybe that one thing, that one doctrine, that one belief, that one hope that you have is actually what's prohibiting you from the fullness of God in your life, yielded to the Spirit's leading, the author and the finisher and perfecter? And I'm going to, this is going to be peppered without all of, throughout all of this, and I cannot get away from it. If you're tired of hearing me say it, then just turn it off now, because I'm going to continue to say it. The Ethiopian eunuch saying, what is prohibiting me from getting in the water? He could have easily clung to the ancient prophet's scroll tightly. I possess the oracles of God, brother. Philip, I've been looking at this for years. I own this. Thank you. Please go about your business. Or... We can say, in honesty, I don't understand everything. I don't understand everything. You may possess something I do not yet possess clearly, even though I think I own it. God's told me, brother. God's told me. How many times have we come to that place of, hey, uh uh-uh, draw a line. Hey, God's told me. And how many times have all of us, myself included, missed 
the more of what God is still speaking and wanting to yet reveal on any matter. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to open the door a little bit and I'm probably going to have to close this and make it the part one of, of, a, of a however many long part series. And this, I just want to summarize a broad overview of where I am this morning, a day and a half after my immersion, born of the water. And there's, there is literally no way I could appropriately articulate how I feel. It's impossible. We have all said, or at the very least heard, the phrase, oh, it's just beyond words, friend. It's just beyond words. It's beyond saying that phrase. It's so beyond that. I couldn't even, I couldn't even study the dictionary for the rest of my life and find the words appropriate to describe what took place when I turned myself and I went out and stepped into the water that came up almost to my shoulders, the feeling that I felt. And oh, it's so much more than emotion and feeling. I don't know of a word. I have felt God's presence in my life before. I had a season of my life when I truly surrendered and I was born again. Well, 11, 12 years ago, when I truly emptied myself to the greatest extent I knew how at that time, I had a season, y'all, weeks and months, where God touched me like so strong it was physical, weeping. I couldn't move my body. My wife, on one occasion, I remember clearly came home from work. I was on the floor. I, I knew she was there. I literally could not respond to her. I could not move. I couldn't speak anything because of whatever that I'm not even going to try to summarize or explain or make sense to you or prove to you. Something supernatural was taking place in me. An encounter with God. Something that overrode and, and transcended natural spiritual. I have known the presence of God. But this was different. This was something way beyond an encounter. This was something one million miles past symbolic. This was an immersion. I went in to him. 
I went in. And this is where I'm going to go with this, this message. I went in to the vow of the Messiah. I went into the vow of Messiah. Who was his vow with? Did he vow to his disciples? Did he vow to the followers and multitudes that followed him and listened to him and sat at his feet? I promise, John, I promise, Peter, when he encountered Saul, Paul, oh, brother, I promise. No. Of course, he was not in flesh and bone anymore, so we have to be careful with the examples I'm using. I I want to be careful. When he hung on the tree and breathed his last, did he look down at the people and through all of time and make a vow to man? What did Jesus say when he was getting thrown all the accolades upon him? Friends, do not call me good. Do not call me good. You have no idea the confines, the restrictions and the restraint upon this natural flesh body. You don't even know what you're saying. Don't call me good. Oh yes, I'm Emmanuel. I'm God. I'm fully God. But I'm also fully man. I am encased in flesh. Temporal. Don't call me good. These words of my mouth? No. Nothing. Nothing but air pushed through organs in my flesh body. It's just air. Oh, God, speak this truth, Lord. Unless it is sourced in the eternal Yahweh, Father God, it's just air. It's just the vow of a man, even in Christ Jesus. So what was necessary? Because could he have not come down as the king that everybody wanted and made a declaration out of his mouth and said, I promise to rule and reign on this natural earth for all of eternity. I will set up my kingdom here right now. And as a king did, what did a king do? A king made a decree. A king set an ordinance in place. By the word of his mouth, by the vow of his mouth, I am establishing a covenant here. A government. But what did Jesus always say? I will not be limited to your earthly ordinances. And you're going to hear me say this, and this is absolutely what's going to be called. It's too small. It's too small. You of little faith, 
Can you not stay awake with me for one hour, brothers? Don't tell me that. You're a liar. Do you love me? Yes, Lord. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? God, what do you mean? Jesus, what are you talking about? I'm saying yes. Jesus was saying, you don't even know what you're saying. You don't even know what's coming out of your own mouth. You don't understand. And it's the same today. Anything that comes out of this body, any word that comes out of me that is not sourced in the eternal spirit of God is air. Mere breath. And so anything that I vow myself to must be sourced in the Messiah's death. All I have been led to a day and a half ago culminated in me going into and under the water and joining myself with his death, which was his vow. It is not my vow, friend. I gave myself to the grave and his vow became my vow. Why? Because he is the only one that can keep it. He is the only one that can keep it. He is the only one that can keep the vow. I have pages and pages I have written in the last two days. And I haven't even looked at them over the last 30 minutes and 21 seconds. May the Lord speak. Amen.